Welcome, welcome, my kings and queens, to We Too Can Make It All Right Live. I am your host, Tara, and I'm the co-host, Reggie Reg, <laughs> a voice from the streets. This is a show for the people where we discuss various topics in music, society, culture, politics, and world events. There is absolutely no tolerance of defamation to anyone's character. Speak facts, and we can show enough talk. Oh, today, I am feeling so special. <laughs> today, we are honored and truly privileged to have a king in the building. He is Raising one of... Presence. Yes, he is one of the founding members of the legendary pop and R&B group Cool in the Gang, seven-time Grammy Award winner, wow, American Music Awards, multi-platinum, He's just done it all. Cool in the Gang has sold over 80 million albums worldwide and influenced the music of generations. I'm talking about no other than Mr. Robert Cool Bell. How are you, King? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for blessing the show. Oh, let's start with the creation of a legacy, where it all began. How and when did you discover your love for music? Well, the group started back in uh, 1964. Mm -hmm. We had several names. One of the names was the Jazz Yaks mm -hmm. and the Soul Town Band. Okay. And Cool in the Flames. Wow. And then Cool in the Gang. Wow. Now, let me go back to the Jazz Yaks. The Jazz Yaks was yes. uh, our love for jazz, uh, especially. Uh, my late brother and a lot of the other members. Mm -hmm. uh, we listened to Miles Davis, of course, John Coltrane. That was the man. You know, um, yeah. uh, Delonious Monk, mm -hmm. and a lot of the, the jazz artists during that time. Wow, that's great. Then we got involved with the Soul Town Review. Now, the Soul Town Review was trying to be like the Motown Review. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> And we became the Soul Town Band. Okay. So we would have to learn uh, songs from uh, from Motown, and every maybe twice a month we'd do shows, mm -hmm. and we would have to learn those those songs. And they were doing wow. a lot of the Motown is. So um, then we moved on, mm -hmm. and we changed our name to Cool in the Flames. In the flames, and we had a problem because you had James Brown in the famous flames, right? Uh, right, so you know, we uh, we didn't want to have any problem with the Godfather, so we, <laughs> <laughs> we thought, well, what are we going to call ourselves? So, right. one of our first producers and manager, mm -hmm. a guy by the name of Junior Red, said, Well, why don't you just change flame to gang? That yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> more sense. Yes. <laughs> and our first record came out um, uh, July 3rd, 1969. Wow. And the name of the record was called Cool in the Gang. The album was Cool in the Gang. And everything was Cool, cool in, in the, the Gang. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we yeah. pushed our ways through the 70s, you know. I know that's okay. right. How many, how many instruments you play? Because you tear that bass guitar up. No, actually, the bass is the only uh, instrument that I play. My brother 
like several instruments, mm-hmm. both of my brothers. But um, I, I was playing a little congas, bongos uh, back in the day. Uh-huh. Matter yeah. of fact, uh, I was born in Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And we moved to Jersey City in 1960. All right. But in Youngstown, my brother and I used to get these paint cans. And um, depending on how much paint was at the bottom of the can, mm-hmm. created the sound? A, a tone. Okay. Yeah. And we used to sit there and beat these paint cans <laughs> before we moved to uh, uh, Jersey City. So. Uh, I was playing uh, like um, bongos. My mother probably got me a pair of bongos and cougars, and, uh, and then I gravitated to, uh, to the bass guitar. Wow. Okay. As you are an inspiration to so many cool, who inspires you? Well, back in the day, I mean, uh, I used to listen to little Stevie Wonder. And we're about the same age. I remember when he came to Youngstown, Ohio. Really? And yeah, yeah, Stevie Wonder. And, of course, um, on the jazz side, uh, the jazz crusaders, we were uh, listening to, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Reggie Workman, the bass player. Okay. okay. With jazz, jazz. That's who I, I also listened to also. And, you know, the jazz crusaders definitely was a, a progressive group in the, in the 60s going to the 70s. That was... Then, of course, James Brown and... Yes. Slide the Family Stones. Wow. You know. And, um, you know, um, then we moved on up, you know. You, you know what? Um, prior, I was talking about Take My Heart. And I don't know what it is. Like, every time I hear, so I'm an R&B. I, I'm just old school. I can't I help it. I I, you know, I know that we have to revolve in time with the music. But it's just something about that old school. And every time I hear... That song, it just seemed like y'all just recorded it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we were inspired by uh, Marvin Gaye, of course. For <laughs> that, that song? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Well, you know, this, uh, 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 part of the song where JT said, uh, when he said, ooh, 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 just like Marvin, you know what I mean? You ever heard right. that on the record? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. We're talking about Marvin, yes. Marvin Gaye. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. That part when he said, ooh. Right? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> now that he like Marvin, it. huh? Oh, okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like Marvin, you, you can have it, baby, if you yes, want. Yes, yeah. yes. If you really want it, you can yes. have it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Come on over here. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, is there anything, like, within the essence of the music you've created, if you could, like, do it all over again, would you change anything about it? No, uh, not, not really, yeah. I have a saying that you yeah, you live and learn, mm-hmm. and then you learn to live. I like and, that. Okay. And, and we have a we had a song called "Love the Life You Live." Mm-hmm. You know, back in the in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So we went through it. I mean, um, all the various changes and dealing with the ups and downs and, mm. and dealing with the politics of the music. You know. Yeah. No, I wouldn't change anything. It was just a story of our lives. As a matter of fact, we. We'll be doing a documentary, and uh, we're working on a book. Okay. Right. And eventually, uh, as everyone I know else, it'll be a, a bestseller. <laughs> yes, it's gonna yeah. definitely be a bestseller. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh man. This so is... I got a working title. All right. Hollywood swinger. 
Yes, Hollywood. <laughs> number one. No doubt. With a bullet. All right. Hollywood swinging. Number one with a bullet. With a bullet. Now, bullet was Cashbox, Record World, and mm. Billboard. When you get to number one, you had a bullet. All right. Mm. The other side of that fence is those who control the business. Mm. Okay, I knew it had to be. We some might type do it, tell it all, but yeah, yeah. I knew it had to be some type of science behind that title. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you know what? Besides being, you know, one of the greatest, when or what was it that happened when y'all realized we made it? It was, I would say, the mid, uh, the mid seventies. Uh, we had uh, like territorial hits like uh, Funky Man, Funky Granny, mm. and Breezing Soul. Uh, our hits were like from Philadelphia to Washington and back around Jersey. Mm-hmm. So the record company came to us and said, listen, you guys, uh, you, you've been doing okay with territorial hits, but you know, mm. you know, they wanted to expand. And at that time, uh, Mongo Dibango, or Dibango, with a proper pronunciation of his word, mm-hmm. he had the hit Soul Makusa. And the producer of Soul Makusa met with the record company, and the record company wanted us to do something with the producer. Okay, and now, wait a minute. Soul Makusa, sing a little bit of that. Is that Mama the Okay, that's it. Okay. All right. And so we had one meeting with the producer and we, we weren't feeling it. Oh. So we went to a studio uh, called uh, Baggies in, uh, in Soho area. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went in there around 8 o'clock in the morning and we started jamming. Mm. By midnight, we had created funky stuff, mm. Hollywood swinging, <laughs> and jam. Jungle Boogie. That's my jam. <laughs> so, needless to say, no more problems from the record company. Right. The Hollywood swinging mm. and Jungle Boogie was top five. Mm. Uh, pop, R&B, funky stuff was six or seven weeks. Mm. You know. So at that time, we, we thought we had made it, and yeah. we did well. Very. Yeah, during very that well. time. Mm-hmm. Then right after that, we did Summer Madness, which became a very big record for us. Yeah. That is. In terms of. Ooh. See, Summer <laughs> Madness was on the B side of Spirit of the Boogie. Uh huh. And there was a DJ in Chicago. He flipped the record to the B side. Okay. And he asked his audience, well, who do you think this is? He said, well, Herbie Hancock or. You know, <laughs> Donald Bird. Uh, <laughs> he said, "No, this is cool in the game." Okay. Wow! And some of that became a very big and it record. took off. It took off, yeah. Mm-hmm. During that time period, and then we had uh, another soundtrack, uh, "Open Sesame." That you was did that too. Yeah, that was on the uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Yes, "Open Sesame." And then mm-hmm. we go back to Summer Madness was also in the Rocky movie. Yes, it was. Yeah, when he's laying down, whether he's going to win or not, and mm-hmm. he's thinking that they started playing Summer Madness. Yes, yes. So uh, so anyway, um, and then, of course, the Rocky movie with uh, John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Travolta and the BGs and those guys, yeah. Wow. How, how, how do you feel about, uh, um, you know, 
the artist, the newer artist sampling your your music? Well, we feel pretty good about that. <laughs> In the beginning, you know, uh, there was no uh, no uh, control over sampling mm -hmm. mm. until um, until they cleared sampling rights. Mm. But before that, everybody was just sampling. So it was just free range. Right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we had to put somebody on sample, sample patrol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see if I know what's going on. Right, yeah. right. But they and if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, President-elect, I would say President, uh, Joe Biden signed that law in Washington mm -hmm. that groups of uh, music is being sampled that mm -hmm. the record company must pay. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, that's mm -hmm. what I heard. Wow. Of course, after that, anyone sampling our music has to get the okay from uh, from the record company. So I know a lot of that, you know, speaking of the injustice of some things that happened within the industry back, you know, where a lot of people weren't receiving what they were supposed to receive. Some of them, you know, kind of cheated. That's why they was like, you know, it's good to read the fine print of your contracts and know what you're signing, and why you're signing it. Right. So I guess, you know, do you see a difference now in, in the business side of it? Is it better or the same? or? Well, it's, it's a little better f for us because, you know, we've been through it. Mm -hmm. We know mm -hmm. what to do and what not, not to do. <laughs> you know, like I said earlier, you live and learn. Trial and error. And then you learn to live. That's true. That's <laughs> and, the truth. and those things you you know you're not gonna do again. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I wouldn't change it because it was a good uh, yeah right. a, a lesson for us you know right as we 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 grew in the in the business so right yeah how yeah. was it working with like a lot of the legendary artists like backstage was it like a mutual respect you know was the vibe like everyone looked out for each other how was it back then it was a, a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. But also it was very competitive too. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, you're going on the stage and uh, you got to do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> you have to show out behind yeah. that. Yeah. And the other groups have to do their thing. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. So, but it was a mutual respect to hit that stage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was good competition. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it oh, made yeah. you be on, on top of your game. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we were playing with groups like Ohio Players or, Ooh. you yeah. know, uh, George Clinton, the P Funk Mob. and you know, we had to get down on it too. You That's know? right. Y'all got down on that. Yeah, yeah, we had to, you know, make sure that I act with together. I know that's right, and it was. And we thought we had it together until George Clinton landed the mothership. Oh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Yeah, the mothership on the stage. Oh, you know my what? God. <laughs> he went just, rock and roll. Just, yeah, yeah. He, he, he just went out of orbit on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did that. But Earth, Wind, and Fire was doing some nice productions as well. Yeah, the elements. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, y'all wasn't slow now. No, we picked up on it, too. We had our production of mm -hmm. In the Heart and uh, Emergency. and yes. we, we had to compete. Yeah. You know, we had to get into that also. Mm. Healthy competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. But you yeah. know what I wish I saw more of, cool, is live bands and groups. I don't, we don't see that that much no more. Oh, you mean today? Oh. Today. Yeah, it, yeah. it's uh, definitely uh, a lost art change out there. But you got a guy, and I, I all due respect to what he's doing, Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. He's bringing it back 
doing the live. He's like a young cool nigga. Really. He he t- he told us. He said, "Man, I was inspired." But you <laughs> right. Oh yeah. And uh, Gap Band and yeah. mm-hmm. Ohio players, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you could see it in them. Yeah, yeah. He, he's something yeah. else. And then you had a young group called Mint Condition. Yeah. 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 They're, they they were, were tr- they were they were true musicians. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Yeah. yeah so. But I like cool in the game. <laughs> Can't take that from me, cause you know what? It takes me through times of happy stuff. Happy, happy, happy. You can't help but be happy. Ah, yeah. when I listen to it, cause it, you know it, it just has something for happiness. It has something for love. It has something for when you just want to just look at that person and say, "Come here, girl." You know. Well, like, like the summer matters. <laughs> Yes. Or we had a track called <laughs> I Remember John Coltrane. Right. Uh, we had songs like Breeze and Soul, mm. uh, Wild and Peaceful. The song Wild and Peaceful was about nine minutes long. It was on the, it was the B-side I gotta of, listen of to the that. album. Well, you had uh, Jungle Boogie, Hollywood Swing, and the Funky Stuff was all on the A-side, and then Wild and Peaceful was on the B-side. Oh. Okay. I listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. I truly do. But you know what? You you do a lot of humanitarian stuff as well, don't you? Yes, I have. Yeah. So, tell me about Reach. What's that about? Well, Reach kind of came to uh, to us uh, from uh, Chicago. You're mm-hmm. talking about the Solar Energy Project mm-hmm. of Reach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came to us from uh, Chicago, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to get involved with Reach. And one of the concepts that I had was to do concerts in Africa. Wow. You know, it costs with solar energy and where um, you get your energy from the sun, mm-hmm. solar-wise, instead of those uh, generators back there during the day. Wow, that's and, awesome. And also, by dealing with solar energy, the energy from that can go into the communities, the African communities, and those kids, you know, uh, can study and read because they'll have uh, light from the sun. That's yeah. beautiful. Okay. That's a beautiful so that, thing. And I'm still working on that. I, matter of fact, I'm partners with Dusty Baker. Okay. Uh, he was the um, coach for Washington Nationals and then most recently uh, Houston Nationals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope to do something next year, depending on, on COVID. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything is depending on COVID. Yeah. yeah. Mm. How many, how, how long? You just celebrated Cool in the Gang. How many years was that? Well, uh, 50 years of Cool in the Gang. Yay. And then 40 years of the song Celebration. Wow. So it's been, uh, we celebrate the 40 year uh, of Celebration of the song and then 50 years of Cool in the Gang. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I got something in front of me right here <laughs> that Mr. Cool himself has launched. And this is called La Cool Champagne. Tell the listeners about La Cool Champagne. And what well, inspired you to do it? Well, um, I was on, on tour in Europe, and uh, we kicked the tour off in France. Mm-hmm. And the promoter came, and he said, uh, listen, would you be interested in doing the champagne? Uh, and he had a champagne for the late Barry White. Mm-hmm. And also he okay. was doing something with one of the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm interested, but I don't want to... Um, uh, carry the champagne on my tour bus and bring it to the concerts. I said, because most people that come to see you, they want the T-shirts and the caps and mm-hmm. all that kind of a thing, to yeah. bring a bottle of champagne. I, I didn't think that would work for me. So. Right. 
Mm-hmm. I told him, but what I want to do, I want to be in retail. I want to see okay. the champagne on the shelves. All right, all right. <laughs> Thinking yes. bigger. Yeah. Yes. So I came yeah. up with the name Le Cool Champagne because mm-hmm. I wanted to have that French vibe. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to build over in Europe first because right. our partners is the Bertillot family. Mm-hmm. And that's where they make Dom Perignon and Burricot and Moet and Don Cristal. Mm-hmm. I said, I wanted to build mm-hmm. over there before it. He came to America like Eddie Murphy coming to America. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that's what what we uh, we really wanted. That's how I got in, uh, into it. Nah, not, but I drink champagne. Right. You know, off and on. Yeah. Nah, you yeah. take a little taste here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah, get I, a little taste. I have right. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. All right. Of, uh, but um, and you also have um a hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, we came up with a, a company came to us called Durasan for the hands. Mm-hmm. And this was before the whole COVID thing happened, you know. Mm. And uh, yeah, we, we, we still have that. So the uniqueness in that is what? There's something unique about your. Well, uh, well, it was when they came to us with that, it was uh, organic and non alcoholic. Mm. Non alcohol, I should say. Mm-hmm. And Perel was the big boys, and they were having problems with the alcohol. The kids were drinking it. They had lawless, uh, lawsuits coming on. Mm-hmm. But now, when the old COVID came around, mm-hmm. and they want the alcohol mm-hmm. in the sanitizers. So, mm-hmm. so we had to kind of like revamp that. Right. Yeah. So let the listeners know where they can get um, La Cool Champagne. Well, we have uh, in Jersey, we're with Fetway Distribution. Okay. If you go up on our website, the Cool Champagne, mm-hmm. you'll find the various stores. Okay. In New York, there's a company called uh, Blackhawk, and I'm doing something later on this weekend, actually, with with, with Blackhawk. Okay. Out okay. In the West Coast, we have uh, Accolade, mm-hmm. and we're working on Florida now, and uh, we just signed with uh, uh, Savannah Distribution in Atlanta. All right. I just spent the whole week down there last week. You've been busy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been busy on that end. I haven't been, been busy with Cool in the Gang because our last show was back in February, mm. right before the uh, COVID-19, and we did a, um, a cruise mm-hmm. uh, uh, called Cools of the 80s. Right. Okay. And uh, we were uh, on the cruise. We thought we was only going to do a couple of shows. Because mm-hmm. it was this group called In Excess uh, that was in Italy, okay. and they they shut them down. They couldn't come to America, so they asked us to come on the ship, and you know we stayed for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, you get off in Puerto Rico because we got on in uh, Fort Lauderdale." So it came around. We were supposed to get off, and they said, "Well, three other groups just canceled." <laughs> so you <were> stuck. <laughs> Would you guys please stay on the ship until <laughs> uh, uh, the end of the week? Yes. And so we ended up doing that. But that's the last time I worked was back at uh, the end of uh, February. Mm-hmm. So I've been pushing the cool champagne and zooming and doing everything else from the uh, the, the house down there and the condo in the in Old Town. I call it the OTC, the Old, <laughs> the old Town Condo. <laughs> and we're talking to yeah. the world from there. And hopefully, right. you know, with the vaccine and uh, maybe 2021, 
will be a little better. That's my what my we thing hear. for that is 2021, yeah. let's have some fun. F U N and F U N D. I know that's right. God willing. That's God right. willing. I like God that. Willing. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts regarding this pandemic? Uh, it's, it, it, it's a heavy. I mean, it's. <laughs> You know, no one saw that one coming. <laughs> no, we sure did. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've learned there's been many, uh, been other pandemics over the years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, well, I guess we never knew about all that. But uh, right. it's, it's, it's pretty heavy, you know. We didn't know. They knew. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well they always knew. <laughs> they knew. Yeah. They knew. So, so, but we were trying to, you know, trying to, trying to get through it. I mean, we lost. We're doing... Um, at one time, we do over 100 shows a year. Mm -hmm. We lost about 60 already. Wow. And hopefully, April, mm -hmm. things will kick back in. We do have our first show uh, after not working since February in Florida. We're doing the Hard Rock Cafe in okay. Tampa, Florida. I need my tickets. <laughs> well, I'm gonna need my tickets. It's still, it's still that COVID nineteen thing. Yeah. Okay. But uh, and also, you know, the Super Bowl was in Tampa too. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep your oh. speed down. So, so, and I heard the weekend got the weekend. He got halftime. Okay. <laughs> right. That's wow. big. Congratulations, weekend. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you know, hopefully um, next year. I guess I, what I was saying is that. Uh, now has allowed me to be out and promote the uh, cool champagne. Like I said, I was in, uh, in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. uh, I was up here in Jersey two or three weeks ago promoting. Mm -hmm. This weekend I'll be in in the Bronx, uh, in Long Island. Okay. You know, so I, at least I can pr promote to the cool champagne. I know that's right. Okay. What do you like to do for your pastime, cool? Like when you <laughs> I just want to chill. What? What? <laughs> I had a whole lot of pastime in the last eight months because I've been on lockdown in Old Town. I know that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm dealing with this whole COVID yeah, thing. Yeah, we all. You know, wow. that's that's. But I got a chance to uh, talk to people, uh, turn to different radio stations, people really working from their homes, and mm -hmm. you know, it's a different vibe. Right. They ask different questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I did one show about eleven o'clock at night. When I was in Old Town, and the, uh, the DJ said, "Well, if you love celebration, get down on it, cherish." He said, "Don't listen to the station tonight, because we're going back to the '70s." <laughs> <laughs> and he oh, did. Man. He went back and played Funky Granny, Funky Man, yeah. Breezing Soul. Uh, a lot of people didn't know we did uh, those type of uh, tracks. You know, NT. Mm. Which a lot of the rappers have sampled. They sampled the drums of NT. Yeah. You know, a tribe called Quest. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, Will Smith did pretty good with Summer Madness. Yeah. Called Summertime. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and, and Diddy didn't do too bad also yeah. with Hollywood Swinger. But sure yeah. didn't. You know. Yeah. Yep. That's why I was like, wow. Yeah. Even Pac sampled Pac and um, a lot of people, Janet Jackson. Um, Janet, yeah. Even Madonna. They had a little piece of one of my guitar licks in there, you know. But what I do, um, so uh, I'm there, and uh, we uh, we we uh, do uh, podcast broadcasts and uh, uh, social media there. Mm -hmm. And 
every morning I can get out and do my walk, do my exercises. Okay. Yeah, can't really important. hang out. Go nowhere. Cause, you know, yeah. <laughs> come to, you know, the, the, the COVID-19, you know. Mm-hmm. I got to stay and stand. Uh, I got the Corona Blues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they say, hey, 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 Corona um, go away. I know that's yeah. right. Go somewhere. Go yeah, somewhere. yeah, leave us alone. Well, go somewhere. <laughs> well, we're going to take a little, tiny little break right quick, y'all. Wow. This has been so wonderful, and we just absolutely adore you know, everyone in a lifetime has gone through something, um, lost someone or themselves with words of inspiration. Tell the people something cool. Well, I mean, um, um, two and a half years ago, I lost my wife, Sakina, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and she had started the Cool Kids Foundation. Mm-hmm. And it was about uh, bringing music back to the schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was something that she really wanted to do. And I had told her I would help her get involved with that before she had the glioblastoma cancer, which is one of the mm. ones, terrible ones that John McCain died from. And, you know, but I've, I've been uh, working on that uh, for next year. Because uh, coming up, you know, um, in grammar school, no, you know, you should go to, you got the music classes and you can play the violin or the cello right. or any of those instruments. I took them home, but it didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Of course, I ended up being, playing bass. You know, but uh, that was something that, uh, um, you know, she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I did a tour several years ago, which was uh, backed by uh, Cherry Coat. It was called It's Cool to Stay in School. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's good. And That's good. we would do meet and greets. We did 35 cities. And uh, one of the criteria was the people who were coming to meet us, they had to be uh, doing well in school. Mm-hmm. So they came with their report cards? Not quite. But one came with, uh, uh, from Oklahoma City. They said, listen, we're doing good in school. That's why they was able to get us to mm-hmm. the meet and greet. And they said, well, we want to sing a song for you. So uh, we said, okay. Uh, they did an a cappella, uh, two or three songs, I guess, that they made up. And my, my cousin and my, was my uh, tour manager, he still is, Adele Bayan. And he said, wow, you guys sound great. So he sent them to my other cousin up in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's the group. Uh, was named Color Me Bad. Wow. We came up with, I want to sex you up. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. That did. was from the, 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 the tour. Cool to stay in school. Wow. And that's how Color Me Bad was discovered. Wow. wow. Yeah. What? So things like that, my, well, my wife, she was saying, you know, I mean, had we never uh, came up with that, mm-hmm. then uh, that would have never have happened. You know, happened. when you said that, um, I kind of went someplace because I am a survivor of breast cancer. Um, I was stage four. And um, so that that's really, it touched my, you know, the core of me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I understood. And 
I'm just so grateful and I'm grateful for her as well because mm -hmm. she left such um, a legacy and um, she's here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She give, me, she give me my marching orders all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she made our uniforms. Wow. A lot of the clothes you, you, over the years mm. that we were wearing on stage. Mm. She was into fashion? Excuse me? Was she into fashion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she was making our uniforms. And she, mm. and she set up another little company called Dream Stars. Okay. And it was about these young kids who dreaming to be stars. Wow. And... Uh, we, uh, I got my three acts right now in Florida uh, from what she set up. Mm. You know, that uh, we hope to get out next year, you know. So, um, and then my brother. I got to uh, listen to that. When I get better, um, you know, we got a little technical difficulties here, but I'm going to definitely listen to that. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, he uh, was one of the uh, major writers, crew in the gang, mm. you know, with um, Celebration and... Uh, funky stuff and Jungle Boogie. Because mm. he did 90% of the horn lines. That, that was his thing. Plus he played all the instruments too, you know. What was that instrument on Summer Madness where it's like it goes from high to low? What was that? That was the art synthesizer. It had just, okay. it had just came out. <laughs> okay. And my brother had fun with that you know? I, was, I, I wanted to know I'm like well, I'm gonna ask what is that is okay the synthesizer and uh, he was um, we had a song called uh, uh, you don't have to change mm. and uh, he was like in the studio like four o'clock in the morning and he said there's another song the vamp mm -hmm. of that song was the keyboard vamp and someone matters so he mm. listened to that and he had that on art synthesizer mm -hmm. and he just started creating and took a solo on there mm. and the rest is history the rest is history wow now Stevie Wonder I mean he's one that kind of also was using art synthesizer back at that time did you work with him a little bit yeah, yeah Stevie at Wonder. all yeah mm. so um, uh, I guess uh, they can get it to you uh, the song that he wrote before he passed is called Pursuit of Happiness Mm, I, I truly want to hear that. Yeah, world peace. Pursuit, mm -hmm. pursuit of happiness, world peace. And that was the last song that he wrote before he passed, along with uh, one of the other members of the, younger member of the band, they were Walt Anderson, and also um, uh, one other member. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, 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 what made you and, and your brother co-found the group? Well, um, when we moved from Youngstown, Ohio, to Jersey, uh, we met uh, Dennis Thomas and Spike Mickens. Uh, those were some of the early uh, members of the band. And um, we all got together and uh, started putting things together. Like I said, we had a lot of different names, you know, like I said, the Jazzy Axe, Old Town Band. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we even had the Jazzbirds. <laughs> you had the Jazzbirds? We called ourselves the Jazzbirds. Yeah. You know, we were young, man. You know, yeah. I started when I was like 14 years old, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, we just moved forward. And as we met the other guys, uh, mm -hmm. Ricky, Ricky West and George Brown, and then on to Charles Smith, and uh, created Cool in the Game. Okay. Cool. So, the uh, JT, that's his name, JT Taylor? Uh, yeah. He's still with you? 
with you guys? No, he's not with us. Um, JT uh, joined the band in 1978, mm -hmm. and we were out on tour with the uh, with the Jackson Five at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the producer of the tour was Dick Griffey. Uh, he started Solar Records, okay? Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you guys are doing great. We said, okay. He said, but what I think you need is a lead singer. And we mm -hmm. said, well, we thought about it. I said, you might be right. I said, because um, the Commodores had Lionel Richie, mm -hmm. Earth, Wind, Fire had Maurice White and Philip Bailey. And our, our music was open to, to for that. Mm. And uh, uh, that's when uh, my wife and I was hanging out in New York, and JT, we had just signed JT. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was hanging out at uh, and, uh, Studio 54 <laughs> and Regime's. Hold up. I know. <laughs> cool. You was in Studio 54? Yeah, they had Ladies Night. That's how uh, we came up with Ladies okay. Night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's how we came up with, uh, went back to the... So to the band, I said, I got two uh, concepts or ideas for this new record with JT, because we never had a lead single before. Mm -hmm. They said, what? I said, hang it out, because that's what I was doing, and a ladies' night. Hmm. And my brother said, wow, they have a ladies' night everywhere <laughs> <laughs> around the world. Well, listen, was Studio 54 what they said it was? Excuse me? What, was it? <laughs> was Studio 54 the way they say it was? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, was there, I wasn't there every night, but well, yeah, they, it, was, yeah, it was wild. They said it was off the chain. Yeah, but you know who helped um, break ladies' night was the late Frankie Crocker. Oh, yeah? Wow. You remember the story? Rick, uh, Frankie Crocker came into Studio 54 riding a big white horse. No. Yes. Yeah, wow. Stories about Frankie Crocker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But he broke that record. Ladies' night. Yeah. Wow. Mm mm mm. Yeah, those were the days. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, Mr. Cool, it has been <clears throat> such an honor, and I am so humbled, and I appreciate your presence to my kings and queens. You know, thank you guys for your support and uh, for tuning in to Allah. I'm grateful for all that you've done, the many blessings bestowed. Our existence is not possible without you. Um, you guys stay encouraged, stay strong, and remember, with a little love, understanding, and education, we too can make it all right. Peace and love, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>